0: the Glitch Text Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Angela Ensminger, and we are so excited to have all of you joining us today because we're going to be watching I'm Mitch Williams, a very fun episode, and we have three fantastic guests with us tonight. So Luke, let's start with you. Hello, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Angela. Thanks for having me. My name is Luke Youngblood for all of those people out there. And I actually voice Mitch Williams. So this episode's pretty much all about me. So yeah, my ego is going to be on 100 today.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> just, just like we like it. So that's great. And then also <laughs> joining us this evening is Greg. Hello, Greg.
2: Hi, Angela. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Greg Nix. I wrote this episode of Glitch Tax. I was the script coordinator for most of the series and I also do a voice, uh, You, if you're listening, maybe you recognize my voice talking right now, but I also vo- voice the character of Nyx uh, on the show. So I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Yes, you have three different jobs on the show and we will get into all three of those because that is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. And then also this evening we have Sarah joining us. Hello, Sarah.
3: Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was a storyboard artist on Glitch Text from day one to day last, (laughs) whatever day that was. (laughs) I didn't work on this episode, but I just love Mitch a lot. So I thought I'd come (laughs) (laughs) and watch it with you guys.
4: Thank you. you. (laughs) Uh,
0: we're We're
4: glad
0: to have you as well. So Luke, let's start with you. So yes, this episode is... It's all about Mitch Williams. It's all about your character and all the crazy shenanigans he gets into. So, what were your thoughts when you found out? Oh, this episode—it's all about my character.
1: I was really excited, but also kind of concerned—is the wrong, the wrong word? But I was just so curious about where we were going to go with it, because what Dan and Eric do so well on the show is they create such great. For full, like fully fleshed out characters, that there's so many different avenues that we could have gone down, and yeah, I was just super, super surprised and really excited about what we were gonna do. I don't want to give it away because like we're gonna we're gonna watch it now, <laughs> but I just wanted it to be as full, as fully Mitch as possible because he's um although he's like a bit, you know, he's not the nicest person, but also there's like a another side to him that we don't always get to see, but we know is there. And we just also get to see him just being like super epic in every way that he is.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and we will delve more into that once we've watched the episode. So Greg, let me ask you. So three different jobs on one show, that's very impressive. How does one get to do that? For all the aspiring writers, artists, voice actors out there, how does one hit that trifecta of jobs?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's a pretty unique trifecta. So like, script coordinator and writer have a lot of natural overlap. Um, I think most people who have script coordinator jobs, um, or writer's assistant jobs are aspiring writers, which I was when I got the script coordinator job on Glitch Text, which I got, I was already working at Nickelodeon, and I was on their social media team. Um, And I met Dan and Eric. um, And, our supervising execs through that job. And so ended up interviewing with that. So my goal was always to get a script. And so luckily enough, it came to pass and this was the episode being a character in it was like completely unexpected. And I don't know that if you tried to follow my path, you actually could because it was just very happenstance. So like the sort of background on it. And I don't even, I don't think Luke knows this, but so I was almost Mitch. I almost did the voice for Mitch. Like I did Scratch for the two part pilot episode because we were working on that before we had done any of the casting. And so Dan and Eric asked me to scratch it. And then I don't know if, I guess people listening to this probably know, but in case not, Scratch is sort of like the temporary audio that artists draw to. And then they liked the scratch that I did. So they had me do an audition as well when they were like auditioning actors. And I was one of the, it was like actually me and another writer on the show who they (laughs) went to Nickelodeon and we were like, we want to do one of these guys as Mitch. Like Greg did the scratch, it was great. This other guy has this different feel or whatever. And Nickelodeon was basically like, no, like you cannot (laughs) hire these guys on your crew. To do this part, you need to keep auditioning actors or whatever. And then Luke came in and crushed it after that. And they were sort of immediately like, oh, Luke has this totally different vibe than what we were thinking. And like, because obviously my voice is a lot (laughs) different than Luke's voice, like different vibe for voice, different vibe for the character, whatever. So they obviously hired him, but then they were like, we need all these other sort of glitch texts to fill out to fill out the team. And I had also done Scratch in the pilot episode for one of those characters that had like four or five lines. And so they were like, well, we'll just make this character Nyx. And they had Arinio Maramba, who's like one of our character designers, sort of draw him to kind of look like me as well. So it ended up being like very, very cool. But it was like a completely random, random occurrence, I would say that would not be likely to happen. Again, particularly because like Nickelodeon was not super on board with it from
4: the
0: beginning. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard that Dan and Eric really went to bat for people because they said, no, we're not just trying to cast just our crew. We genuinely do like how they sound. We do like their characters. And we like the other actors that we brought in as well. This isn't just us going, let's just cast everybody on the team. So that's really cool, though, that you got a chance to do it and that Luke got to be there as well. And so I was curious with this episode too, because this episode really dives into, you know, Mitch's backstory and also it gets into like, oh, there's this other side of glitch text we don't know anything about when things get really hairy and maybe the text can't handle that. They have to call in the specialist. Where did that idea come from?
2: Which idea? The idea of sort of the, just the general idea or of the like, sort of tech side yeah like like
0: both because there's just a there's a lot of different things going on in this episode and i was wondering were those a lot of different ideas that you guys decided to put into one episode or what was the gist of all that
2: well so the episode when i pitched it originally it was it was always about mitch because like We hadn't really done an episode that like humanized him in a huge way. And that was sort of always a goal, I think for everybody on the writing staff. And so like when I was thinking about stories to try to pitch, I sort of naturally gravitated towards Mitch. I was like, there's a lot here to be explored and obviously he's super fun. And as part of my job as script coordinator, I like sat in on all the voice record sessions and stuff. So I got to like meet Luke and have kind of a. Pretty good idea of like his voice and like what he brought to the character. So it just made sense to focus on Mitch. And originally it was kind of about esports more than streaming, which it ended up being about Mitch's family who are streamers. So it was about esports and like Mitch was going to have sort of like one rival who had ended up being a sibling and it sort of just like expanded out from there. And I think, I think actually Eric Robles brought a lot of the, uh, those sort of like elements that mixed it up into the idea. He brought in, I think, like having three siblings and two of them are sort of these like big tough guys, uh, but they're all kind of like dumb and fun also. And I think he also brought in the idea of, oh, there should be like a special agent who's like a threat to this whole thing. So it ended up being like a bunch of ideas, kind of like as I, w- <laughs> I would say it was typical for the show. It would be like, six different ideas like put into a blender and then it's kind of like well how do we make this work all together and so i think the the most important thing was just keeping the idea of mitch is at the center of this episode and we sort of want to learn something about mitch and what makes him tick and realize that he's kind of a jerk but that doesn't mean that he's a bad guy necessarily he just you know has hurdles to overcome as we all do I don't know. <laughs> does that <laughs> does that sort of answer your question? Yeah, that does. And that does. I would say like finding the genesis for every, any episode of Glist Text is tough because the ideas came from so many different places and it went through so many different iterations. And Sarah can probably back me up on this too, just in terms of the number of shows where it was changed completely halfway through boards as well. It's like there's just so many ideas like coming in all the time that. They generally took a winding path to get to where they ultimately got to, but I think they all really got to a good place, you know.
0: That's excellent. And then Sarah, let's go to you. So Dan has mentioned this as well about how so many episodes started off as bottle episodes. They were going to be so small and compact and then, you know, blow up into these huge epic things that we all love, but, you know, takes a lot of time and effort. So can you speak to that?
3: the blowing up. I think they blew it before they got to me. (laughs) But it was it was fun to try to like visualize those explosions you know.
4: (laughs) But yeah I think
3: they blew it before they hit my table and then we would debate about what in the explosion we could keep and what we would we would have to leave over there. I feel like there was
2: a few explosions, like, at your table, though, for sure. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They generally, you're right, they generally were more of, like, our territory as writers. Oh, we gotta blow this up and start over again. But you guys, I mean, on on the board team, did such a, like, tremendous job of, like, adapting and making better as well.
3: Yeah, the thing I really liked about Glitch Tech is there was a lot of back and forth. Once we got a look at it, there was a lot and everyone was very open to like ideas and like making like little alterations, if someone had like a good idea. And that was just something I really appreciate about the process.
0: I've heard too, that you've infused a lot of different acting into the characters, often things that aren't in the script, but like we've had Ash and Jules on the show and they have mentioned multiple times, but we'll be watching something like, you know, Ridley's interactions with horn or, you know, how five is like, you know, running up the robot and the little bird gets caught in his hair and they're like, that's Sarah. That's like, that's totally Sarah. Where are these ideas coming from where you're looking at this going, oh, you know what you should put here?
3: This, this right here. I think a lot of it actually comes from getting to listen to the actors because Glitch was the first show and the only show so far where I've gotten to hear the actors as I'm boarding. And that really helps a lot. And you can kind of, imagine like a weird gesture or something going along with it and i love that bird and in my head five kept that bird (laughs) it's just (laughs) in his apartment somewhere (laughs) he's just got that bird now it's a fully grown pigeon or whatever it is but yeah it just really helped having someone talking in my ear that i could kind of just close my eyes and like and and the actors were so their voices were so expressive it was just easy they just made it really easy And every time I swap to a new character, I'm like, this is my favorite. And then like another character will come and I'm like, no, this is my favorite. And then like, (laughs) so it just made it fun and easy just because everyone was just so fun to listen to and think about, they're just good kids. (laughs) 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 They're just
0: all, all great. So speaking of good kids and fun to listen to, so that takes us to our episode. So I'll go ahead and read the Netflix summary here. So an alert at a house infamous for glitch heavy activity sets Mitch on edge. When Miko and High Five get there, they learn why it's so personal to him. So yes, intrigue, suspense, we're going to find it all. So folks at home, if this is your first time listening, or if you've been with us before, you know the drill. So for folks at home, we're on season two, episode nine. I'm Mitch Williams. We have it set to zero zero zero. So at the count of three, we'll hit play, and then we'll be able to watch all together. So count of three here one two three
4: and there we go netflix logo and everything
2: there it is yeah i have to say i'm, I'm sure you've all taught you've talked about this on previous episodes but you know for pretty much the entire time we we thought we were making this show for nickelodeon and the fact that it ended up on netflix ended up being such a cool thing i think for the show and for also us as artists just because Netflix is like has such a wide audience
4: mm-hmm.
2: that I don't know it's cool I don't think this podcast would exist if it was on Nickelodeon you know it, it wouldn't have the same sort of reach
0: yeah it would uh it would not <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> I mean not that I don't love both
4: Nickelodeon and Netflix but yeah rewatching on a streaming service it helps And you can binge it. <laughs> I just want to binge everything. Just yeah, of, at least five episodes. Absolutely.
0: Here he is now. Here, here is
3: Nick.
2: The real star of the show. <laughs> the real star of the show. We, we all it's know. so.
1: It, yeah. It really looks like you, Greg. Mourinho <laughs> <laughs> is
2: an
4: amazing artist. He like, did a great yeah. job. Yes. One he of my
1: friends like... is here with me. Come and look at Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, and then,
4: it's oh, him! Right. No, it's him. <laughs> it and is, is pretty Tyler, cool having right? <laughs> a character that
2: looks like you. Like my dream is for there to be glitch text action figures, so I can get a little yeah. action figure to put on my shelf.
0: <laughs> now with karate chop
3: action, you know you can.
0: I
2: love it.
3: Little button on the back.
1: That's right. That was so, one of the great things though about coming up to. I don't even know if it's, like, are you guys called the art department? <laughs> Cause I, like, after my sessions, I would always try and sneak upstairs so that I say hi to Sarah and Phil and everyone. And there would just be all these different, you know, just like personal projects that like connected to Glitch Tech that they would be working on. And it was just always so cool. Cause it was like the world just expanded even bigger than what it is now. And there were so many like jokes but they were put into like the their art pieces and things and yeah, it's just such a such a fun time. And I think that a lot of people out there don't realise how many different steps there are that go into creating a show like this and especially glitch text because it is so it's just so huge. And yeah, it's just so much fun. It's a Sorry, huge world and
2: there's, there's like <laughs> nothing. There's like nothing animation artists love more than like inserting inside jokes into shows, I think. So like, especially for a show that is so huge, there's so many places for it. Still nice. wish we could have squeezed in the cereal box.
3: <laughs> I don't know if, who who on the crew saw that, but there is a character that shows up that we tried to like retroactively insert onto cereal boxes in like episode one. And they are like, no, it's too late, it already shipped. And we're like, oh no. it would have been so good.
1: Were there oh. any other Easter eggs that you um, that you put in there, Sarah?
3: Me, I wasn't as good about it. Uh, Ash was really good about it. Um, uh-huh. They would sneak in stuff all over the place. And jewels. yeah, but, like I was, I was like, no, I got to get this explosion. I don't have time to think about like cool inside jokes.
4: <laughs> you know, that's
3: your job. You're the funny one. I'm gonna have this guy get kicked in the face. You know, it was
2: my job. <laughs> well,
4: I'd say was... <laughs> Dan was also
2: the king of uh, yeah. king of Easter eggs. Like, there's yeah. so many Easter eggs in this show just in. Un- and one in this show, actually, is the address of Mitch's uh, mm-hmm. Mitch's family's house is 1984 Spangler Street, which Ghostbusters came out at 1984, and the character is Spangler. And
4: yeah, you, you may
2: have discussed it on this podcast, but Dan is freaking obsessed with Ghostbusters, uh, oh, yeah. which was a huge influence on Glitchouch. So that's an Easter egg uh-huh. for this episode. Yeah. I think there's another
3: love one that. in oh, what, a couple we were seconds say- here in this car scene. Yeah. I think Miko says, like, let's go bust ghosts or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I like her too. She's like, we're in your shadow. And it's like, that's that's not how stealth works. <laughs>
4: you know? I have to say,
2: this, this okay. I mean, the whole episode, like, obviously turned out amazing. But there there's 1984 Spangler Street. Mm-hmm. There was a huge chase sequence to get to Mitch's house in one of the first drafts. And it was, like, no. pretty freaking epic. And it got
4: caught for, like, sort of time <sighs> and resources, unfortunately.
1: sorry it's just my one of my speeches <laughs> one of my rants
0: <laughs>
1: it's coming up
0: <laughs> it's like famous rats yes very much so no but speaking of like Ghostbusters reference, yeah Dan has mentioned that many times and it just arrives I mean there's even episode titles you know like you know the real glitch text that's the real Ghostbusters It has like a little animated series tag at the bottom of it and you know, like there's times when bit's making like a little alarm sound as he's going around. So yeah, the show's just infused
2: with it.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, not to mention just like I mean, obviously video games are a huge influence and particularly like classic games. I think there's pretty much most of the villains are a riff on some existing video game, and a lot of them are like classic games. And yeah, you see a lot of the side scroller stuff. So I think it's uh that was like always part of the vision and i think it's one of the things that like has given the show life in terms of like having a
4: fandom is, is sort of the way it engages with games and pop culture in general this this ladder joke bums me out because
2: it was originally supposed to be stairs and it was, there was a line, there's a line that says, Miko says, why ladder when you can bird? And I think it's funnier if it was, uh, why stairs when you can bird? So, <laughs> I think it just got cuffed because it was an easier prop to design or something. But I'm like, you slightly, you made that joke 1% less funnier. <laughs> it's like a peek behind the curtain. So, yeah, these are my, this is how. I don't know, this is how I at least perceive things as a writer is just the little tiny things mm-hmm. <laughs> that I miss.
1: How do you know what's gonna hit though? Like how, cause surely there's like, you know like a few options for maybe like each of the jokes, stairs or a ladder. Like how do you know which, which one is really gonna be it?
2: Well, I don't think, y- you don't always, I mean, sometimes I think the best way to know is like, if you make yourself laugh, that's a pretty yeah. good, um, that's a pretty good, like indication that it's going to be funny because like you, obviously you can't surprise yourself with a joke, you know, a surprise is such a huge part of comedy,
4: but I think yeah. just
2: after you do it enough, you just kind of like get a feeling for like, Oh, this is funny. This is not. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I actually, I, uh, love interviews with comedians. And there's one with Conan O'Brien that stuck with me where he talks about like being in a comedy writer's room for 25 or 30 years. And you eventually get to a point where you like sort of don't laugh at the funniest stuff. You just go like, Oh yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's like insanely funny. I'm like losing it. Like you don't actually react cause you're thinking too hard.
1: It's like when you press LOL on <laughs> response to it, someone yeah, on your phone, right. but your face is just like this all the time. Just <laughs> but inside you're laughing. I get it. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Looking, um, looking at, Mitch's messy house is, it really is like, um, art, I guess, art imitating life, because if I turn the camera around on my place right now... (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> messy in here. We would never <laughs> either,
2: because
1: it's like wires around and stuff.
2: <laughs> but do you have any monsters inside of your
1: house is um, Probably, but I just don't think they can get past all the boxes <laughs> <and everything, laughs> So I'm sure that they're there.
3: I really want to see this now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just- I, I
4: can't tell. <laughs>
1: I'm still moving in. I've got an inspection tomorrow as well, so it'll be tidy. But
3: you got work to do. Exactly.
0: The episode has inspired you. It's like, oh, oh no.
3: It does have that quarantine house look where it's just like, I'm not going anywhere
4: tomorrow. I'll take care of it then. That's right.
3: You
0: can see our 12. Months worth of Amazon packaging.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: recycle it eventually. That's
1: right. <laughs> That's exactly
0: it. I've got an all new wall in my house. Don't need to recycle. It's good. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. It's a giant fort eventually.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: these
3: guys. I was always curious if these act- actors were actually British
2: or if they were American. So I think. um Kirby definitely is. Kirby play. Kirby does uh, the sister. Um, mm. I don't know about the brothers though.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I th- I heard that Kirby was. I haven't worked with her on anything. Um, she's before. delightful.
2: She she actually she got so she, Kirby Hal Baptiste does uh, Mitch's sister, and she's on The Good Place, and she's on Killing Eve, and a bunch of stuff. And we actually used to do improv together at UCB. But oh, nice! She, wow. Yeah, she like totally independent of me got the part. And I was like, oh, that's literally a perfect person to do this part. <laughs>
1: that's <is> so cool. <laughs> uh, that's when you realize like, how, I mean, everyone says it, but like the industry is a like, pretty small in that sense where you do keep running into like the same people and it might be like five years later or, you know, and it's great that you're just still in it. And it's like, no, we've got to keep, keep it going, you know?
2: No doubt, particularly the animation industry,
1: I think is like quite small in that way. It's one big circle. It's been quite, and I don't, I can't remember if we spoke about this last time or not, but it's blown my mind, like working on some other projects and things, how we've been able to kind of keep going during this, um, this quarantine period. And out of every sector of entertainment, we were the ones that kind of blasted through first and just kept it consistent. And it's just blown my mind that the same results are kind of still there, even though like the actors are recording in closets or like under bed sheets and blankets and stuff. And um, all of you guys are just, you know, animating like working from home. And it's just, it's so mind blowing, but we, you know, we need it and we love it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I think we're all really fortunate that it ends up mm. working out from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, definitely.
3: Same definitely. here, yeah, because it's not the way for everybody. It's,
0: it's really cool where basically they all just said, okay, here's your Cintiq and your computer from the office and make sure you have a good internet router and go mm-hmm. do on Monday. And you're
3: like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's like, can I keep this
4: though? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah is, that's what I'm sure right? yeah, about. This is, this I've got like really a nice. few mics
1: and stuff laying around and I'm like, do I really need to send these? I mean, it's been I mean, a year now. So I think, I think we're good, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> my, my
3: spit's
4: on it now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And <laughs> and please, you you find back.
4: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Oh, God. <laughs> So, Luke, I'm I'm curious, like, do you feel, like, you spend the most time with with Mitch, obviously, of, like, anybody who worked on this. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about him as a character?
1: I, I really think that he's so great in all the ways that, I think, just, like, we all hate him. It's like, we love to hate Mitch Williams. And what's so fantastic about him is that, his talent is undeniable. So <laughs> he's like the coolest glitch, uh, glitch tech that there is. But I had always warmed to like the bad guys because I never thought that I could play them. So I, I remember like watching like Powerpuff Girls and like Mojo Jojo being like the most entertaining character on the, on the show for me. Or even like Dee Dee in, um, Dexter's, like, like, coming in, like, just messing things up all the time, and what's it, Mandark? His, his like, ne- arch nemesis. But I just really enjoyed those characters, and, like, getting the opportunity to finally play one has been, like, such a dream come true, because I feel that I don't know, the bad guys are just always more expressive. And I think I'm, like, quite an expressive performer. I mean, my face is always, like, doing this, and I'm moving in the in the booth and, and everything but they're just always just so much fun because there's so many like different levels and it's like why are they doing this why are you know what's their motivation here but there's always something and I think it's like humanizes them in a, in a weird way um so I feel like I've gone like all around the houses with this with this answer but I absolutely love playing Mitch because he's um he's always going to be the coolest one. Maybe he will let them know that, but there's always going to be like some underhanded comment that just makes sure that he's like settled back on top again when the
2: day's over. Yeah.
1: it's, it's
2: Yeah, I, I think it's funny that you say that because I think like in that way where there's more complexity to him, It's it's also, I think, I can't speak for all the writers, but I think probably a lot of people would agree that like it's a lot easier to latch into mitch williams and like write for him than it is for someone like five because we Mm -hmm. we always struggled with five of like finding this balance between like he's nervous but he's fun but he's like cool hero but he's also sensitive and like with mitch it was it's sort of just like easier to see and like with clarity and with uh, expediency like right away like oh I know who this guy is he's Mm -hmm. like you know I know exactly what this guy's covering for and there's always there's this joke I pitched a few times that I don't think like I actually ever made it into an episode but it was a way I thought of Mitch where he where it was like I can't even remember what this, this setup was, but the punchline was like him being like, Ha! Joke's on you. I don't have any friends.
4: You know? Oh, my <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of a
2: thing where it's like, Oh, i friends
4: just like, cheat, 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 cheat. Like, oh, joke's on you. I don't have any friends. That, that's like sort of how I always thought about Mitch. <laughs>
2: that
0: encapsulates that character perfectly.
2: Like, I'm fine with it. I'm totally, <laughs> it
0: bother me. I'm okay.
1: <laughs> and for that's you, as Like same kind of like questions, Sarah, like when you would have to, you know, like do fight sequences for Mitch or, I mean, mainly like any of the cool stuff that he does. Everything he does is cool. (laughs) Was it easier or more difficult because it, it was quite clear like what his, his goals always are. Like, did that make it more difficult? Cause you were trying to find, I don't know, like how, how was that for you?
3: I felt like he was easier because, because, yeah, just like, he, he's just such a clear character that like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, let's make this as, is push this more, more than we would if it was any other character. Just because mm-hmm. he, all his expressions and all his gestures should yell a little bit. <laughs> it should be a little bit extra, just a little yeah. bit, because he's cool. And we love him, <laughs> even though he's a bit of a jerk. And he's the best so yeah he was actually just fun and easy well not easy but you know Mm -hmm. I didn't debate about like what gestures he was making in my head it was just like oh no he's
2: gonna do this yeah I think like one of the interesting things that like Luke you specifically brought to the character though that probably contributed to what Sarah is talking about is sort of like there's like like the silkiness of your voice in a way, like part of it is the
4: accent, oh, yeah.
2: but part of it is like,
4: fuck there's like yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's like a, a warmth and like, a, a, I don't know, like an assuredness or something to your voice. I think that probably in a lot of other like cartoon contexts, like Mitch would be like a very like Waluigi character that is all mm-hmm. sort of like angles and, and mm-hmm. as like, you know, like nasally and like yeah like goofy in that way and and like physically he's a little bit that but i think you bring out your voice has a totally different tone than that that made him more
1: interesting thank you i appreciate that because i remember watching the the pilot episode and i was kind of like a bit taken aback because i sound so different from five and miko and i remember talking to dan and, and eric like asking them i'm like is what I'm doing okay, is it is it fine? Cause I was like a bit more, not necessarily laid back, but just, I think just like kind of easy and and chill within knowing what I was doing as Mitch Williams, like being the best glitch tech. But I remember like thinking like, man, five Miko were just so animated and out there and the energy's like blasting the whole time. And I do get loud and I'm kind of like with them, but um, I just wasn't sure if it was enough, but they were like, no, 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 no. And kind of like what you were saying, Greg, like it, it created such a nice balance, especially us being in so many scenes together where it kind of puts us in, I guess, one corner of the triangle each that, that creates um, just a really fun show to, to watch.
2: Yeah, and it, it also made writing this episode particularly fun because we sort of made the decision that the siblings would, like, have the British accent as well but sort of, like, not be of the same class of British mm-hmm, accent. Like, right. <laughs> they're sort of, like, the lower
4: cockney, and it's almost uh-huh. bitch,
2: like Mitch, like, decided to put on...
4: Yes. Sort
2: of this, like, more, like, presentational accent. And, like, totally. so it's all it's almost like another glimpse into, like, who he really is. Mm-hmm.
1: It's what my mum does all the time. Anytime she goes like, to talk to someone that she doesn't know. <laughs> I do it too sometimes. <laughs> you just suddenly become more posh. <laughs> one, like, takes over your body. It's so weird. It's Sorry, issues. mom.
3: <laughs> we won't tell. We won't tell. Yeah. No, nobody
2: will know. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love this uh, this tech specialist character. I think like, I, w- I, you know, I don't know what this situation is with more seasons or not or anything. And, mm-hmm. Like, I'm so not in the loop on all of this, but if there were ever to be more Techs like this dude needs to needs some
1: exploration.
2: Oh yeah. There, there I
1: think plans. there were a couple characters like that. For sure. Who, who kind of like came in. There was one that I had voiced and I can't remember what his name was, but he was, there was like some effects and stuff that, that they did to my voice, but he, I think we just only like saw his hand. He was like a super higher up.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, right. you know who I'm know talking about? Actually, I don't know if he's in any of the episodes actually. We may have recorded it and then- Oh, okay. Him, I think that was supposed to be actually in the pilot as like a tag on the pilot that was Yeah, yeah. And also there's this evil guy out there that like never actually got in there. But yes, I, yeah, totally. There's like a lot of characters, the character that Betsy Sedaro does, uh, Mm -hmm. Agent, Agent, oh gosh, I can't, forgetting the number now. I think
1: that was one that we watched last time. Seven, Um, yeah, yeah, seven seven, maybe. mm -hmm.
2: Uh, This is, I'm showing my age. (laughs) Because <laughs> I, I, or just the amount of time it's been since Glitch checks so I, I wouldn't that's know. All
4: right, that. That's all right. That's all right. We knew
0: exactly who you were talking, you know, clipboard lady. We know exactly who you are talking. Yes.
4: About. <laughs> clipboard lady.
3: There you go. Barbara. <laughs> ah,
4: yes. You yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I
3: hear Phil's voice going, Bar-
4: Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> you're right. You're
3: right. You're right. Like,
4: yeah. I'll never forget <laughs> her name. <laughs>
0: very yeah she was very sinister you know going to her car talking about stuff it's like yeah you're you're up to no good (laughs) (laughs) we'll see yeah oh
4: that's
1: already
3: over yeah but that's the soon
0: everybody quick yeah i know
1: (laughs) super fuzzed
3: Mine immediately started the next episode. Oh yeah, I know mine
1: did too, and I was like, "Oh, I kind of want to see." <laughs> yeah,
3: it's like, I like
0: listening to the chip tune and seeing everybody's name. It's like, hold on, slow down, slow down, Netflix. Yeah, I want to, know, to see my see name,
3: dang it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <my> <laughs> name I saw it, it was in the beginning. Yeah, I, I almost <laughs> put it up,
2: but, but we were talking, and it I didn't want to cut anybody off. Like, I will you? say it was cool. This was my like first sort of like produced writing credit on a TV show, let's say. So it was pretty cool.
0: Congratulations! Congratulations! That's Congratulations. Great. It's yeah,
1: that's a big deal. Yeah, that's it. Great. Really is. Any time I'm I'm working on stuff like this, though, I always have moments with each of the projects where I'm kind of like, man, this is my job. Because like you know, like we, I can't speak for everybody else, but like growing up watching cartoons and just loving them, I, I'm still kind of in shock and awe that this is what I get paid to do. It is so <laughs> <wild>. <laughs> it's so wild. It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we are yeah 10 year old me is like high-fiving me for the past going good job
1: yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so luke we want to we want to honor your time so thank you so much for joining us this evening it's been great having you
1: thanks for having me it's always such a such a pleasure and i love to um yeah just kind of like take a Take a walk down memory lane because it has been like quite a while for all of us now, and it's always just so useful as well to kind of just remind yourself of the stuff that you've done too because it's it's just really cool. is It's just such a a great experience and it's something that's just going to live on forever as well. So I'm just super proud of it and I love I love all of these guys. This has been such a dream job for me.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much. <laughs> so where so before you leave, where can people find you and what are you currently working on
1: you can find me on instagram mostly at luke underscore youngblood and i'm currently working on the new series of it's called baby shark's big show which is on nickelodeon and nick jr and i play william who is a little pilot fish um, <laughs> and baby's best friend. And we just have like these underwater adventures and like sing songs and stuff, it's really cute. So yeah, I'm doing that. And I'm also, I've, there's another show called Do Ray, and Me, which was created by the talented Jackie Tone and it features Kristen Bell and myself, us three are the leads of this show and it's gonna be on Amazon. It's another animated series where we sing and stuff too. And I think that's coming out, I wanna say like in the next couple of months or so. So yeah, those are the projects that I'm currently working on. I'm f- finishing up Fast and Furious, which is also on Netflix as well. So um, yeah, just doing so a lot of- yeah. You're working
2: full, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm busy.
1: Uh, I'm super, 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 I hate saying blessed, but <laughs> that's like how I feel right now. <laughs> But no, it's so yeah. I'm just enjoying it so much.
0: That is awesome. Well, thank honestly, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule because you are, no, you you are working hard on all sorts of really cool things.
1: My my pleasure. But Angela, thank you so much. Sarah, it's so good to see you. You too, Greg. <laughs> good
0: to see you. Well,
1: okay. Thanks again for
0: joining us and taking the time.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. All right. And both of y'all are awesome. Just commentary (laughs) is awesome. Questions you're asking is awesome. Sharing all your thoughts. That was great. So Sarah, where can people find you
3: and what are you working on that you can share with the world? I'm not really on social media just because that stresses me out. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I have a Tumblr. uh, If you just search my name and tumblr it'd show up i just haven't updated it in a very long time currently i'm working over at sony pictures animation on the Verse sequel so that's that keeps me very busy that is amazing you gotta
2: get me some rough cuts <laughs> <laughs> just give me some animatics <laughs> <gonna be> <laughs>
0: Sarah's like, I want all the behind the scenes I info. Mean, I want to see all the art.
2: Need the spoilers. I need the spoilers, Sarah. <laughs> oh no, <it's> NBA,
0: <laughs> NBA.
3: <that's it>. Sarah's <laughs> like, but I like
2: my job and
3: I love my career. I Sorry. like very much having a job.
0: <laughs> We're glad you have one too, Sarah. Thank you. Thank uh, you. That's very good. Oh, I think. Oh you're my here. gosh! Hi oh, guys. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey. Wow.
5: Sorry, a new I'm late. Has okay. joined the
2: chat.
5: Oh, very good. <laughs> How are you? Good to have you here. I'm so glad to see you. Greg, is this your second and sorry, your first?
2: No, this is my first as well. Oh my God, that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, so it's really fun to watch for sure.
5: Cool. All right, I have to stay quiet and let you guys do so much talking we want to hear from you so bad yeah
3: well, dramatic lighting behind you
0: yeah that is very
5: dramatic it's just like yes.
0: pulsating just like i am here i am here
5: when the office uh <laughs> went away the the home office emerged in covid led strip lighting most of which is taken from the halloween hallway uh Glitch glitched <laughs> beautiful yeah repurposed yeah. these are assets right yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, so, so I'll, I'll pause on the wrap up because I was actually just asking people like, what are you working on? Where are you going? But since you've joined us, Dan, any thoughts you would like to share about I'm Mitch Williams? Uh, Greg talked about the impetus of the show, how they came up with the ideas, lots of different ideas. Sarah showed her acting. Luke had all kinds of awesome things to say about Mitch as a character and why he likes to play them and all the different layers. So
5: you know how much I love, love and have? appreciate everybody who touched the show because their fingerprints are literally all over it and I'm really glad that they're all here and they're all deserving of their own just like interviews (laughs) you know they could talk the whole time Greg has was with us from the very first day and saw the the chaos controlled and otherwise a healthy dose of both as the show took form and it was amazing that he could Step in and actually write on one of the episodes. And he did such a remarkable job. But like, he knows where all the bodies are buried, as far as (laughs) was there from day one tracking, Mm -hmm. along with Audrey Gray, whose namesake is in this episode, who was executive assistant to Eric and I, and who's now over at Netflix. You know, the development of the lore of the show and the episodes as they were written. And one of the challenges of this show was creating like such an original world as we went and it was a tremendous challenge to know that there are certain things that we wanted that felt right to us but we just couldn't always articulate and that our consultants wanted that we wanted to live up to and then the fear of like the ever-moving schedule so a lot of stories were made as we went and a lot of times those stories if they weren't ready by the time outlines were due, they would, we would put a hold on them and put other stories that were more developed in line. So episodes were constantly switching around. And two of them were Mitch Williams' shows. What Became Buds by Sarah McChesney and this episode, I'm Mitch Williams by Greg, took so many different forms. And I think some of that was because of the timing of when they fell in the lineup and us feeling ready to address them or not. Some of it was due to that this was a character we took so seriously in developing. And there were so many opinions on how to do it. And I mentioned this because the stop and start on this was so intense and Greg had to really roll with that. First, we wanted to do, you know, maybe a story about Mitch in competition with a relative. And then there was like slightly him almost juicing, like that it was a performance thing and he was using some kind of hack. Uh, I forgot about that one. I talked about,
2: yeah, I I said it was like an esports thing, but I forgot that he was going to be like sort of hacking the game and to juice his points. I'm glad we didn't do that. I'm glad we didn't do that. I just had had this
0: image of like, Elizabeth Berkeley, you know, I'm so excited going through my head when you're saying that, like, oh, yeah,
5: I'm so excited. was oh. <laughs> like a like,
4: very, very special, special episode. episode. He's like, addicted.
5: <laughs> yeah, very special episode of Glitch uh, We so. would have hoped to have veiled it in the glitch, but it definitely was feeling that way. And then the other aspect is that even when we thought we had a story we wanted, there were other concerns. Like, we talked about esports a lot and the feeling of the Hanobi smash and, you know, in the pilot. But to do even more of those unique sets and to deal with the potential of crowds like that was very scary to production we were thinking of ways that we could do an esports episode without an audience you know like and you know meanwhile you're working on other simultaneous episodes and all this to say that every time Greg went off and broke a story with the aid of the other writers but since there was no consistently ongoing room at any one given time the writers really had to bear the brunt of this. I know that um, adventures in pet training went through so many iterations as well. And Jen Bartikoff had to struggle with that. Anyway, so Greg would bounce off everybody and he would come to us and he would always break really strong takes. But not only were things in flux, but like, you know, Eric Robles had one thing he was really reaching for. I had something I was really reaching for. We all got along and it was never about someone versus someone else it was about how to boil it all down and what finally happened was this idea of again we always try to do something simple like let's just do a bottle show in a house let's just do a spooky house story but that was kind of a eureka right greg i think that it could be contained at least
2: because originally it was supposed to like yeah it was going to be i think design elements where it was all going to take place inside a game, basically. And it was, like, going to have all these different landscapes and stuff. And I think when it became being about a house, and I think I was saying earlier, I think it was was originally supposed to be, like, one of Mitch's siblings or cousins who was, like, his rival, and then Robles wanted... What if it's, like, one and then there's these two, like, sort of goofy, broody guys who, like, can be physical comedy, which is, like a totally Eric Robles idea to bring to like a show like this. But like, that's like his part of the special sauce, right? Yes, absolutely. Sort of like physical comedy of that. And like the ideas came from like, yeah, like I said before, 12 different sources and then somehow became synthesized into
5: one thing. We talked about the DreamWorks movie, Mouse Hunt, which is a live action movie that tries to be like a Tex Avery cartoon. It's actually kind of a gem if you check it out. And we also talked about those cat and mouse or exterminator stories. So it was starting to take shape. Oh, we could do a house call. That's kind of a cat and mouse chase. We don't have to over conceive of a glitch because for a while it was like a glitched suit for him. And it was a bunch of a concepts that were really cool. But ultimately we are like, let's work with a root glitch. We've never done that before. And that will help kind of explain to the audience through osmosis, just through them observing, like how roots glitches are meant to work, et cetera. So yeah, it was just a big hodgepodge. We were going to have a big, tough older brother. We like to flip tropes a lot. So it was like, well, she should be a big, tough older sister. How about both? Let's, you know, that's how things get out of control. Now, suddenly we have three new characters. At any rate, I think that covers it. Just, you have to be flexible. It was very hard to do for all of us, and we're just so proud of the results, because by the time we got better at this as we went on, by the time it got in Sarah and uh, Ash and everyone else's hands, actually in this episode, we, I can talk about some of the other board artists we work with who are new to the show, but we were able to suss things out with them more, geography of this house, and gags and gimmicks and ways of you know, bringing out character and keeping it very active. And so once again, we just sort of all pulled it off, but it was crazy. And for some reason, the Mitch episodes were the craziest. So I just appreciate it so much. Looking back, there's so much I'm proud of, but I also remember a lot of fear. It's like, if I could do it over again, or we could, you know, get that extra season, I think we'd have a lot more confidence. And I would. And I think just probably let the team do what they do and not try to second guess the stories so much because our world is built now. So that's my rant <laughs> on this app. It's pretty wonderful.
0: Yeah, sounds good. And also I just have to say, I feel like that's life though. That's all of life. If you can look back and be like, oh, I wouldn't have been afraid. But the only reason you know not to be afraid is because you went through it and you saw it. When yeah, you're going certainly. Through it, it's like, ah, what am I doing? Hope this doesn't collapse it's that true is,
4: Like, oh of
2: course that was gonna work of course it's like you don't know though you don't know i think yeah particularly like in this industry like every show is probably a growing experience but i would say for me glitch text was the first show that i worked on at least in such a hands-on way and so it was like for sure the most amount of growing that i did <laughs> like because i started at such a low place in terms of knowledge and skills so the fact that It's such an awesome show and this episode I was able to contribute to. is super cool. It was cool watching it back too, you know, with Sarah and Luke.
5: Something really awesome is how much of Greg's work, I think also is, was there in that very first draft and remains in there, even down to the voices, which like the accents, you know, were on the page, which was really cool. And then of course I laughed out loud when I read the first scene and it was like, Nix enters HQ. And I was like, oh my God, of course, of course. I was um, like, I
2: need that check, Dan. I like, well, you know I need that, like, you know, <laughs> you don't know, need to get in the studio on a Wednesday morning for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's totally true. And at the same time, it, it is a
5: character we needed to hear from again. So like, Soon after this or around this time, I was writing on um, settling the score for episode two. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to make sure that Nyx gets a really good scene in that too, because it also brought to light like, yeah, yeah, this character is actually really fun. And all the characters are different flavors. So let's use these guys more. And the fact that Nyx kind of comes back at the end with a little mini... High Five was amazing. And it was something that the board team came up with along with Kyung Jusong, Song, our director. It was in the room, we needed a callback or we needed something to divert the glitch. And the idea that we could call back to the beginning was so great. So anyway, it took a village. And if we didn't have Nyx in there, oh my god, how would they have <laughs> how would they, they have would cut? have
2: died in that house? Oh no, no other way. No other
5: way. <laughs> <laughs> we owe you everything. We
0: would have turned <laughs> into an evil dead situation. Just real real sad.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. No, speaking of characters and settling the score, that reminds me of Sarah. You are in settling the score. You
5: that's right. Oh you. yeah. <laughs>
0: i was, I was one moment, of the arcade like, players yeah when y'all are I, when y'all are cheering for miko you're like yeah and i'm like i know those folks
2: i told <laughs> you artists love easter eggs there's nothing <laughs> they love more that was ash again they're very good about oh, putting, it?
3: putting yeah yeah usually if in our episodes i think it was always ash if there was like uh crew members thrown in the oh, back nice because i'm like, there's a face. Yeah. and then ash is like and there's rendered sun.
0: <laughs> just in case anyone's wondering yes it's yes
3: i got the hair just
0: right yeah. <laughs> and sometimes names on leaderboards too you see the names of folks oh, my God, like, oh. yeah
3: yeah <laughs> so that's gotta what, put them in there it's that's fun.
0: the fun part of cartoons it's like we're
3: in the cartoons forever Think, I think one of my only Easter eggs was the animated series one that you mentioned earlier. I think that was my joke, but I'm not hundred percent on if that was me or Dan. <laughs> I, <can't remember.
5: laughs> I think that was you. Okay. There, you all got so much into the show and we're also barometers. Like I love our team so much and I always wanted everyone's approval and enthusiasm. And I remember the joy of like working with you in the beginning and having you come into like early board reviews with your shoulders kind of up, like what kind of BS is this gonna be? Are <laughs> you just like, right. a little bit, it was body language. It was just like, oh, I'm gonna get some dumb notes. And then we ended up talking about what we were doing, why we were doing it. And I remember that your the shoulders just kind of went down and you sort of leaned forward and, and kind of was, we're like, yeah, all right, let's roll up sleeves and do this. And you were also somebody who, have tremendous ideas and brought conscience to the show i think we talked about in um the first ridley episode the glitch modder or or no the i'm sorry it was settling the score again where Mm -hmm. there was like this cutesy scene where bergy kind of tries to pick up on blake and you saying to me i get it it's cute but it's been done a million times and it it's it is a trope but that puts her in an awkward position like this is something we don't want to really perpetrate you know, can we think of alternatives? And you pitched the alternative, which was adorable and funny and better. So whether it be in just in terms of conscience or just cool ideas, everybody brought something. And when I think of you, I think of those moments, you know, and that it was important that we do stuff that met everybody's standards and that everybody enjoyed. So whenever folks added stuff, it was always a pleasure. We kept just about everything we could, unless it there just wasn't time or it was off story in this episode etienne boarded almost an entire unscripted scene that took place outside the house and we couldn't (laughs) we couldn't include that whole sequence but to his credit we did do a scene where they go out the window and that was all because of him and it would not have been in here if he didn't you know sort of indulge himself and we talked to him about why did you do it? You know, it's,
2: <laughs> that's a cool that's a cool moment too when they do do that.
5: Yeah, and when his, they go
2: outside of the house.
5: His answer was like, you know, it was hard for him to say. Uh, he had just joined the production, and English was not his first language. But he's like, he felt constrained in the house. He's like, how much can you do? I want to get out. You know, and it's like, all right, man, let's bust down that wall. You know, it's just that we can only dip out. We got to dip back in. <laughs> But it was such a valid thing to say, you know. I like, I feel stuck in here. I want to bust out. I said I, I wasn't going to do all that much of the talking, so hopefully I'm done. <laughs> no, <okay.
0: laughs> no. I want we want to hear we want to hear your thoughts. So yeah. So so let's turn it over then to Greg. So Greg, where can people find you, and what are you currently working on?
2: People can find me on Twitter at Greg Human. Or on Instagram at Greg Nicks. Currently working on a bunch of stuff. Most exciting is I currently have a show in development at Nickelodeon. Woo, so yes. hopefully thanks. Yeah. Hopefully someday we'll be doing a podcast about that too. Yes. <laughs> but I can't talk about it until then. So, uh, you know, keep on the lookout, I guess, like five years from now.
0: I was going to say, it's like, you know, you call me in five years, man. We will do that show.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome.
0: That's really cool, man. Congratulations. Thank I mean,
2: you. Yeah, it's very exciting.
0: Yeah. And then Dan, you can talk about stuff now because now stuff is, is out there. <laughs> out as,
4: a, ether.
5: as of this <laughs> Recording was finally announced that Wings of Fire will be for Netflix. We were not able to say beforehand because the deal had to be finished, but yes, we're going to do 10 animated episodes, 44 minute episodes. So we're treating it kind of like a drama series. And it is based on the book series Wings of Fire. And we'll be covering Ew, it the first five books. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. I'm just so, so excited. The author is amazing and we all get along so well my wife krista and i are going to be co-producing it and our producing partner is ava duvernay which is insane and we're going to be learning a tremendous amount from her it's her first animated project so we're we're started already so we're um we just began and that'll be out in i don't know how many years (laughs) it's gonna take a while (laughs) <laughs>
2: exciting congrats Dan.
5: thank you thank you Stan still working with um Robles and Ian Graham on a couple things we hope to talk about soon and we're just trying to keep tabs on everybody and to also hold out hope that if the opportunity comes we would love to do if not another season of Glitch Text then like a movie or special or something that can kind of carry it forward since the story was interrupted. We have plenty of ideas and, you know, we're hoping that we'll get that opportunity. It's just not the kind of world where, since we're not on the lot anymore, and since we have two different adopted parents in Nickelodeon and Netflix, it's like there's really no impetus for them to make a hasty decision, but they can make it whenever they want. (laughs) So it's like one of those things where it could be like invader zim where a decade goes by and they're like let's do that glitch text now let's do that hey arnold uh, follow-up you know
0: and Rocco's modern life just just yeah exactly
5: exactly i'm hoping it won't take that long but there's no immediate push
0: i love it between the three of you all of you are working on very cool things that we'll be able to see in like one to five years, which is great. So, you know, just be looking out on Twitter and Instagram and Hollywood Reporter. You'll see you'll see all these names again. <laughs> you'll see everybody. It'll be awesome. Well, you guys, again, I cannot thank you enough for being on the show. It's always great to have cast and crew come and chat about all of this. Thank you for taking the time. And until next time, be healthy and be safe. And good night, everybody. It's sexual, it's you.
4: It's contained.